Hi. Hello. Welcome. Have you heard the good news about Dr. Fauci, movie star? No. I'm Sophia and I use she, they pronouns or you know what? No, I'm going to flip it this week. I use they, she pronouns. Nice. They, her. (laughs) (laughs) No, she pronouns for me. I use they and her pronouns only. I'm they when I'm the subject of a sentence. I'm her when I'm the object of a sentence. Um, I don't. Uh, not like, me though. I'm Dylan, and I use they them pronouns exclusively. I'll never be um, her. I. <laughs> um. I uh, um don't know enough about grammar to actually like distinguish. You know, I feel like. Most of what I know about the the English language and grammar came from learning other languages and having people be like, this is what this part of speech is called. And I'm like, huh, interesting. That's exactly true. I learned more about like direct objects of sentences and like that kind of thing from learning German than I ever did from learning English. And I I still don't know about it. There were so many kinds of verbs until I was learning French. Um, there was this piece of schmutz on my laptop, and it made you look like you had a thing on your tooth. Mm. No, Yee. no things on my teeth. Um, no things on your teeth, darling. Uh, oh, but so Dr. Fauci, there's a new documentary that the, that is being made called Fauci, um, and it follows his work in during the AIDS epidemic and the coronavirus pandemic. Um, and he has agreed so, to participate and like do interviews and let people film, follow him around and film him and stuff. So long as it doesn't interfere with it, his work, and if it does interfere with his work, he's bailing because <laughs> so he has so his priorities Fauci, on right. How do you? It's F A. How do you spell his name? F A U C I. Oh, it, there's no double C. No. Okay. Thank goodness, because um, my there's nothing that brings me... No, there's, there's... That's not true. One of the things that brings me a lot of joy is mispronouncing designer names for fun and mm-hmm. having people who care about that sort of thing get mad at me, mm-hmm. such as Gucky for Gucci. Oh, I thought you were going to say Gucci. <laughs> No, and I was thinking it's a good thing that Dr. Anthony Fauci's name isn't spelled like Gucci, so people don't call him Anthony Fauci or Fucky. Fucci. <laughs> Fucci. I mean, I think Fucci would be fine, but I think somebody calling him Fucky would not be good. Um, Fucky is Greek for lentil. And my mother, who worked at a Greek preschool back when... Oh, that's French. Pre-pandemic. There were kids who would bring in lentil soup for lunch. And then all of the kids would yell about whether or not they liked soupafaki, which is Greek for lentil soup. And then French for seal is... Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. I think fuck also means other things in other languages. Languages are fun. (laughs) I don't know where I'm going with this. In good news this week, having fun with languages. 
Yeah. Um, so this is episode two of Fat Bear Month. <laughs> Month? Oh, because yeah. we're probably going to... We're going to do talk a, about an episode for at least three weeks, episode. if not more. So, an episode. Even though the event so is I, called Fat Bear Week, we are doing Fat Bear Month inadvertently. We're doing at least three weeks of it, but we're not going to spend the whole time talking about it this week. Um, but I did do a deep dive. So the Katmai National Park mm-hmm. and specifically um, the, the river, Bear, it's not Bear Brook, Whatever river it is. Um, bears the bear can't. live here river. Bears live here river. Hang on. Let me. I can pull it. Not. F- I don't want to do that. Um, the the river where the live cams are. Mm-hmm. Give me a second. I'm just pulling it up. Hold on. Ba- uh, Brook Falls. Brook Falls. They have their own Wikipedia page for all of the different bears. Um. And I was doing a little browsing, mm-hmm. and I thought it would be fun to 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 look into, and we could talk about. They have a whole section on their Wikipedia page about how the bears got their names. Oh, nice! Um, and we can talk about the the bios. We can we can talk about the bear bios as well. Do we want to do um, Fat Bear Week in the first half or in the second half? Oh, that's a good, that's a good, let's do, uh, let's, let's, let's give people a, a fat bear break. Okay. <laughs> um, except um, it's not going to be a bear break because my article is about a bear. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is it about, this is old. This is like from two years ago, but did you hear a while ago about how somewhere in California, a bear broke into a town hall during a town meeting. He had important issues that needed to be discussed. Well, you well, yeah, and you can't just put him on your state flag and expect him not to show up at town meeting. No, this is not about that. Um, okay, <laughs> I just thought I should bring that up because it is very uh, funny. This is about the Detroit Zoo. Um, this comes to us from Newsweek by Sarah Santora. Orphaned grizzly bear cub befriends polar bear cub at new zoo home. Oh. Oh, this is so cute. Yeah. I'm going to look up pictures. An orphaned grizzly Where bear is this, cub. Chicago or uh, Detroit? Detroit. An orphaned grizzly bear cub from Alaska has found a new home and a new best friend in Detroit. Though the cubs have already endured so many hardships, fate has brought the pair together and they seem happier than ever. Polar bear cub Lerk was born at the Detroit Zoo in November 2020, the zoo said in a press release on Thursday. However, only two days after being born, she stopped moving. Zoo officials quickly transported her to the Ruth Roby Glancy Animal Health Complex, where she reportedly received around-the-clock emergency care. Uh, but when she finally recovered, her mother no longer recognized her. Oh, no! <laughs> Her mother no longer recognized her after she went to the hospital. Um, Suka is a great mother and very protective of Lark's sister, Astra, but it's clear that she no longer recognizes Lark as her cub. Scott Carter, chief life sciences officer for the Detroit Zoological Society, said. Returning Lark. So 
I know it sounds like I'm not paying very much attention, but I'm currently watching a video of these two bears playing together. That's fair. And boy, oh boy. Or should I say it's bear, oh bear. <laughs> it's really cute. Yeah. Um, these bears but, are really but cute. But the, the lowdown on what I've been saying was um, Lyric was very sick when she was born. Um, so they took her to an animal hospital. And when they took her back to the zoo... After her time in the animal mm-hmm. hospital, her mother didn't recognize her. Can I also say something mm-hmm. just quickly about about our this podcast and your and our love of bears? I know technically mm-hmm. in my new D&D campaign that we are playing, your character is a seal. Mm-hmm. But you did name them Coda after another seal. But Coda is the name of one of the bears from Brother Bear. True. <laughs> So lots of bear love on this podcast. Okay, continue. Sorry, I was trying to think if I could come up with a bear necessities joke in time, and I could not. Um, Yeah, I conflicted feelings about. It's a good song. Like the movie's bad. It's a great song. And the movie, there's a lot of problems, but that song is good. That song's that song's really good, and. I do love Baloo, the bear. Mm-hmm. It's a great name for a dog. If you had like a Newfoundland, like just a really big Ooh, yeah. shaggy dog. But also, um, the Jungle Book is racist. Yeah. Let's Surprising not. absolutely no one. <laughs> Surprising. Well, actually, that's probably not true. I'm sure if you went to some people and were like, you know, Jungle Book bad. People would be like, what are you talking about? Speaking of bears, though, Suka, Lyric's mother, is a great mother and very protective of Lyric's sister, Astra, but it's clear that she no longer recognizes Lyric as her cub. Scott Carter, chief... Oh, I read this paragraph already. Returning Lyric to her mother and sister is not an option for us. Because of... Because social development is critically important for Lyric, the zoo needed to find her a friend. There are no other polar bear cubs who we can bring here to live with her. So we reached out to state agencies that frequently must find homes for orphaned grizzly bear cubs, Carter said. Lucky for Lark, the zoo found Jebby. Jebby? So this is an this is an orphaned grizzly bear. Mm-hmm. And a going... rejected polar bear. Oh. Jebby was rescued by officials with the Alaska Department of Fish and Game in June. According to their release, the department received reports that a grizzly bear cub had been spotted wandering alone near a neighborhood in Toke, Alaska. Uh, When they found him, officials determined that he was too young to survive on his own. According to the National Wildlife Federation, grizzly bears tend to stay under the care of their mothers for two to three years. So Jebby was taken to the Alaska Zoo in Anchorage, where he received immediate care. Very loud car just went by. Um, He was then transferred to the Detroit Zoo, where he underwent a quarantine period and an exam by the DZS, the Detroit Zoological Society, veterinarians, not veterans. even bears... (laughs) Even bears have to go through quarantine. Yes. Um, before being introduced to Lark. Thankfully, the two cubs hit it off. We're thrilled that we are able to give Jebby sanctuary and provide much, a much-needed companion for Lark, said Carter. 
I'm sorry. I just, I literally cannot get over how cute these bears are when they are playing. It is, like, hit me with a bus kind of cute. It's yeah. adorable. I saw this They're- article and I knew we were doing Fat Bear Week this week and I was like, I need, I need these bears. They're so cute. Um. They're so cute. See, okay. I, this is why this this is exactly why zoos and th- this is exactly why zoos exist like mm-hmm. good accredited registered zoos like real zoos this good is zoos. why because they do really important work like they're not like locking up animals in cages they're doing like actual preservation work yeah for animals and rescue work for animals like this is super important like you should if you go and watch the videos like these cubs have a huge amount of space to play in yeah like and like a huge like a pool like a street like an actual it looks like a stream with flowing water and fields and rock structures it's really and like wild flowers (laughs) it's really freaking cute oh my god god i just can't deal with it oh my god they're so cute okay continue thursday which i guess is the thursday before last because this article is almost a week old yeah um the detroit zoo posted a video to facebook that shows the cubs running playing and swimming in their enclosure already the video has been viewed more than twenty three thousand times it's definitely been viewed more by now Oh, it's way more than that now. Um, There are so many wins here. Successfully identifying and raising the polar bear cub when the mom was unable. Finding a different approach by bringing in a grizzly cub for companionship. Rescuing a grizzly cub. Good job, Detroit Zoo, exclaimed one commenter. What a beautiful and heartwarming story. A new beginning for a beautiful animal, said another. So adorable, added one commenter. Thank you for saving them both. And Newsweek, like other publications, just ends on that quote from a random commenter on a Facebook video. (laughs) So I have just like a really funny story about people Mm -hmm. and bears and wildlife that I would like to quickly share before we go and and talk. I think this is probably going to be a short episode, which I'm okay with. Um, So I don't know if you're in any town Facebook pages I typically have, like, notifications for them turned off. Mm-hmm. and um, But they're very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was in one for, um, I mean, I've graduated now, so it doesn't matter. But I was in the South Hadley and Granby Mount Holyoke, or the Facebook page, which is mm-hmm. the area around Mount Holyoke, my alma mater or what have you, um, and people were posting about a black bear. Also, quick note about black bears. Um, brown bears are grizzly bears. Mm-hmm. They're the same thing. Um, black bears really, like, don't... They're very, very scared of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, they're very, like, mischievous, that first of all and so they'll go through your like trash and garbage but they don't attack people grizzly bears are much more aggressive um 
but anyway, so that's, but so this there was a black bear in the South Hadley Granby area, and somebody posted pictures of this bear in the Facebook page, mm-hmm. just being like, "Hey guys, just a heads up, like don't engage with the bear, but look if you out, see they're it, bears." Look out, there's a bear. If you see it, just like turn the lights on in your backyard and it'll scare the bear off. Like literally that's all you have to do. Um, or like make a loud noise and the bear will go away. Like don't, but like basically saying like don't put your dogs or cats out at night mm-hmm. essentially um, because that is not prey because they're also mostly, they mostly prefer like eating leaves and shrubs and that kind of thing and, and don't have a huge prey drive. But anyway. Um, so, I'm listening. I'm just also watching the video. Yeah. Here's where I'm going with this story. So lots of people commented on this, but hands down, my favorite comment that I've ever seen posted on any Facebook post ever was somebody just typed in Granby Police Department. Okay, and then like, did they somebody, tag them? Nope. And then somebody else, actually, the, the reply to this comment was the best comment because the reply was, what do you want them to do? Arrest the bear? <laughs> like, what is? what are they supposed to do? Like, literally. Yeah. What are they going to do? Literally, arrest. But this person didn't tag them. Didn't tag the police department. Also, police department's not equipped to do virtually anything. Yeah, if you're going to call anybody, call animal control. Like, an animal control is basically going to tell you, don't put your dogs or cats out at night, make a loud noise, or just ignore it. And make sure you don't don't put your trash out until the morning. That's the other thing. Animal control is going to come with a guy in a fursuit and stilts to be a bigger bear and scare oh, the God. bear off. No. Right? That's what you You're do. Cancelled. Curse. Have you seen that comic strip where it's like a bear is doing a robbery and they're like they've got there's a bear with a gun. He's like, put your hands in the air and give me all your money. And the guy puts his hands in the air and the bear goes, Oh my God, you're so big. <laughs> Cause bears <laughs> Bears when they want to appear scary put their arms above their heads. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, this brings me to an, another point. I'm not sure if I talked about this or you cut it out. I cannot remember. But um, everybody should go watch Paddington and Paddington 2. Um, since we're talking about bears, um, all of the people you've talked to about Paddington saying that it's the best movie ever, they're correct. It's really good hundred thousand million out of ten it's such a good movie paddington 2 is so very good it's actually a movie about um prison reform if you really think about it and i won't say anything more okay (laughs) you're just gonna have to go watch it you're just gonna have to go watch the movie to find out more but I'm sure I'm not the... Hang on. If I look it up, I'm sure I'm not the only person who's thought this. Here's an article. Is Paddington 2 a call to action for prison reform? Incredible. It's a great movie. Um, 
Yeah. Speaking of movies. Ooh. Paddington 2 is an ode to prison reform and hopefully abolition. Iconic. Everybody should go watch Paddington 2. It's amazing. Uh, speaking of movies, are you ready to trans- to, to, to go into the middle bit? Because I have a thing. Yeah, go for it. Do you you like movies, right? No, nah, I hate them. And you like TV yes, shows, love- right? Hate them even more. Um, right now, uh, there is a labor thing going on. There's a strike. Yes, I'm trying to find. So I have the I have the website that has all the links. Um, I'm trying to find like a. Uh, uh, fuck, what's it called? So basically, um, the IATSE, which is the, um, like the big, big, uh, crew for films and TV union is, uh, working to get better condition, better working conditions and, um, healthcare. Um, and s- other stuff, but like the, the big stuff is, um, sustainable benefits, um, pension, um, health coverage. You should read what the, cause it's the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees and motion picture technicians, artists, and allied crafts of the United States. Yes. Um, it's I'm, territories and Canada. So um, if you want to check out all of the information, um, the website that I have seen the most and the one I'm using is Linktree slash IA Stories. IA and S are capitalized. So it's capital I-A-S, lowercase T-O-R-I-E-S, IA Stories on Linktree. If you also look up I-A-T-S-E, there are a bunch of just articles yeah. About what the strike is. Yeah. Um, basically, uh, pretty much most TV shows and movies and stuff treat their crew pretty poorly. They've got... <laughs> like um, Garbo. I'm trying to find... There was a thing and it was... Um, someone made a list of... Um, it was a thing that was going they around. They haven't actually... On, to be clear, I don't think they haven't actually... They have not, they're not striking struck yet. Yet. They, they are not, in negotiations not, and they would like uh, consumers of media to be in solidarity with them. Basically, the if, if Hollywood workers and workers in the entertainment industry, um, editor, it, it's not editor, sorry. Um, but, but basically, all if... The IATSE union goes on strike. Um, it's essentially all media entertain, like the whole entertainment Any, anything industry. Anything that you watch, that's not like independent all, YouTubers. <laughs> yeah, or fully independently funded. Yeah, media is going to. It's just student be- films and YouTube for you. Yep, that's all that's you get to watch. Much it. That's all you get. That's literally all you get or like fully internationally funded films. Um, but even then, like it's 
it's big. There's a lot of like really big actors who are backing it. Um, I've seen like a lot of Marvel actors talking about the strike. I will say um, there's a one of the things one of the articles talks about how like uh, actors have a misguided messiah complex when it comes to like the crew and you should look out for and support actual uh, yes like like actually go to the like the websites and stuff and like look into what they're saying that you should do because a lot of the actors well well intentioned have uh have been giving some misguided advice as to how you can support the crews yeah go directly to the the link tree which we will again post in our our uh, episode description but but basically um the strike has not happened. And speaking of strikes, I believe, hang on, I believe the Nabisco strike is still happening. I thought the Nabisco strike ended. Hang on, I'm looking it up right now. I have not, um, yes, the Nabisco strike ended last week um, after reaching, hang on, after reaching a new contract. Yeah, um, I saw an article about that. Between I, last episode and this week, <laughs> I had not, I had not seen that, but I was, I saw like, yeah, I hadn't seen that. Still hadn't bought Nabisco products, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, um, always a good idea to see what's what's striking what's striking near you. Yeah. Oh, but I just want to say, uh. Before we get too far away from what I w- from what we were talking about, um, mm. they are they are uh, what they're looking for. The IATSE is reasonable rest, sustainable benefits, and a livable wage. And what reasonable rest? I feel like that's the one that like it's confusing um, for people I'm who trying- don't necessarily. I think it's confusing for people who don't who maybe haven't taken like a film class. Or don't know what goes into the production of a film. But basically, people in the union are essentially asked to work like 12-hour shifts. And then they get four hours of rest only to work another 12-hour yeah. shift, basically. There's, I'm trying For to find it. There's not an Instagram a lot of pay. where people have been submitting a thing. And there's like a form letter where people who are like in film unions working in the film industry have like testimonials of like uh longest shooting with schedule without days off uh shortest turnaround time longest days like testimonials on like how rough it is where it's like they'll work for 12 hours and then get four hours off and then have to work for 16 hours like yeah i mean this is it's like an insane level of work and we all benefit yeah from this like this is all of our media that we consume it's like movies and tv shows and it's (laughs) everything but student films and youtube (laughs) yeah Um, like you said yeah i would definitely uh check out the link tree which will be in the episode description 
Um, there's petitions that you can sign. It's like the first link on the link tree um, and some other stuff that you can do. Uh, but mainly just like be aware, do what you can. Um, in addition to the... Um, I keep forgetting the acronym. The IITSE um, Stop Line 3. Stop Line 3, sponsored, we are sponsored by water. Um, you literally need it to survive. So um, stopping Line 3 is crucial for that because, you know, water. Um, I am just real thirsty all the time. Um, mm mm-hmm. What else? Oh, this is much more specific. Um, But I saw a video about this and it just made me so very angry that um, I wanted to talk about it. Um, Julius Jones um, is currently incarcerated in Oklahoma um, and he was just um, given a date for a a lethal injection after a parole board recommended that his sentence be overturned or that he yeah yeah you heard about this yeah or that he um be be recommended parole for him basically um and then like a week later he was given a like he was put on death row basically um so we all know that the prison system is super fucked. Mm. Um, and th- this is just a further injustice of that, that the this board literally recommended that this man be let out of prison. And then they were like, you know what? No. Um, and it just made me so yeah. fucking angry. Ugh, I like, I don't want to keep talking about it because it will like ruin my mood for the rest of the podcast but here is what you can do you can contact the governor of oklahoma um the honorable j kevin sit stit um whose phone number is 405-521-2342 and tell him that Julius Jones deserves his freedom and that the parole board recommended him for parole and that this is a gross miscarriage of justice. So um, that is what you can do. Um, can we have the number think, one more time just, just so I can put it in the Discord and so I can put it yes. in the episode description? 405 um four zero five five two one twenty three forty two. I can't type very fast one handed. I'm also uh holding my mic today because I don't have my normal <laughs> microphone. Yeah. Um and I think for the for the rest of the stuff that we normal talk normally that we would otherwise talk about, I think we'll just um put links in We'll put yeah. the links. We'll put in all the our... usual links in the episode description, along with the yeah. IASTE and the. Um, do you have like a link to a resourced page for? I don't. I I literally screenshotted somebody's TikTok. Okay. Um, 
but I probably will can find, um, hang on. Um, yes. Yeah, so it's not, it's not just parole. It's, it's people are asking for clemency. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, here's an ABC fit from 15 minutes ago. Oklahoma governor defers decision on commuting Julius Jones sentence. Says he won't decide whether to spare Julius Jones from lethal injection until after Jones has a clemency hearing before the state's pardon and parole board. (sighs) If you are interested in learning more about the prison system and how fucked up it is, there's a lot of resources, but I personally... He's also, in, of- he's also innocent, by the way. Like, yeah. um, the, well, you can go to justiceforjuliusjones.com. Okay. has a lot of information. Yeah. Um, I mean, I actually don't... I haven't vetted it, but it is a website that, um, as I'm looking through now, has a link to a change.org petition about him, a uh, way to contact the governor, uh, a hashtag, a video, information. Um, if you want a really, if you're interested in, tr- this is this will be my plug for this week. If you are interested in true crime um, and like the true crime genre, but are for the most part, like myself, um, are fed up with most true crime podcasts, my thing is, I don't think a lot of them are critical enough. Yeah, I don't think a lot of them are respectful enough or critical enough of police yeah. and the justice system. Absolutely. That was until I found um, Celicia Stanton's podcast, Truer Crime. Um, she's a black um, woman who just started making a true crime podcast. There's The first season is out. It's 10 episodes. Um, and it is without a doubt the best true crime podcast I have ever listened to in my entire life. Anyway, on a slightly different note, but a similar note, um, if you are interested in learning about all of the issues with the prison system in America, John Oliver has a lot of videos on it. Um, and I find them, they're like approachable and they're, they're funny without making fun of victims and they're like interesting they make fun of the system that and they exists. make me sad and angry but not so much as like other stuff and i feel like if you're looking for an entry level way to start learning about the prison system it's a he's he's a good resource again it's entry yeah. level it's not going to give you like super deep dives but like he does mm-hmm. a very thorough job he's a good journalist or his writing team i guess are good journalists yeah he's a good presenter of information yeah he's a good comic yeah are you ready for two headlines without context? Two? Yeah. Okay. Well, one of them's really funny and one of them's like, it just made me happy. <laughs> I'm going to start okay, with the one yeah. that just made me happy. Um, humanity is stupid, helpless, and possibly worth saving. It's nice. I think we're worth saving. Um. Okay, I've got three, actually, because I've got another one that's oh, kind of funny. Um, okay. Surprising absolutely no one, except, I guess, anti-maskers. U.S. schools with mask requirements are seeing fewer coronavirus outbreaks. CDC fines. 
Which I'm glad they did the study because hopefully this will convince some people. But like. Okay. I saw this is really depressing. I saw an article today that was like it was a or a couple days ago. It was about like a school or school district in Tennessee that has had 14. They've had 14 dead teachers. (sighs) That's awful. It's it's off. Wear a mask. Get vaccinated. Yeah. Um, in now for something entirely different. The funny headline without context that cracked me up earlier today. Even the G spot is named for a man. It's a New York Times article. Oh boy. Oh boy. Wait, I want to know more now though. Basically, it's like a lot of body parts that are traditionally found on AFAB people are named after the male doctors that quote unquote discovered them, even if like women knew that they existed. Something. What? What's it? I thought it was short for something. What's it? Hang. It's time to look. I'm I'm skimming the article. What's the full name? What's its Christian name? I don't... Uh, the Grafenberg spot. Excuse me? Can I get that one more time? Can I get a clean take of that, please? Grafenberg? It's German. I mean, I, I figured. In 1950, Ernst Grafenberg... A German gynecologist described a particularly sensitive area about halfway up the vagina on the belly side and deemed it a primary erotic zone, perhaps more important than the clitoris. And it's the G spot is named after him. Huh. Um, Kegel muscles are named after Dr. Arnold Kegel. Um, huh. The pouch of Douglas is named after James Douglas, which you'd know if you'd I mean, seen we knew that. the... Hannah Gatsby Douglas comedy special. We knew that. Fallopian tubes were named after. Okay, wait. I saw something. Oh, where did I see this? It must have been. Okay, wait. Tell me about the fallopian tubes. Fallopian tubes are named after uh, Gabriel Fallopio, a Catholic priest from the 1500s. Oh, my God. There was. So comedian Daniel Sloss has a great bit where he's talking about. Um, sex ed in like school where Mm. they're having to like label the diagram of the like internal sex Mm. organs of men and AFAB and AMAB people Mm -hmm. Um, and he's talking about it and he's like listen theoretically I understand why it's important but if I ever see the fallopian tubes something has gone terribly wrong (laughs) I mean you're not yeah and, you know, I sometimes I think about that and I'm like, yeah, you know what? He's not. If if you as a person who is not like a uterine doctor performing surgery sees a fallopian tube, it's time to call 911. <laughs> I think it might be a little late at that point to call 911. <laughs> I mean, you got to do something. You do, but like. Internal organs have become external at that point. Like, what are you going to do? Uh, put put pressure on the wound and hope for the best. Also, I saw somebody t- 
talking about like comedy and in a, in a video about like this was a video or some of somebody saying somebody making commentary about somebody else saying that women aren't funny or mm-hmm. the, like afab people aren't assigned female at birth um for those of us who don't know. Oh, I thought you were AFAB saying that AFAB means. people aren't assigned female at birth. And I was like, No, no, no. Wait, I'm wait. saying AFAB, a- AFAB for people who don't know is assigned female at birth. Um, because my dad listens to this podcast mm. and he might not know. Um, Anytime somebody <laughs> talks about AFAB and AMAB, I always think about how <laughs> ACAB assigned, cop at, assigned birth. cop at birth. <laughs> I think about that too. Um, but they were talking about how this just, again, this is something that made me a little mad. Um, they were talking about how they watched Douglas and, um, Nanette, which are Hannah Gatsby's two stand-up specials. Which are wildly tonally different. Completely tonally different. And they were both, this, these guys were both like, didn't find them funny, didn't think they were really good, and it just proves that that women aren't funny and i'm like first of all first of all there's a whole bit in i think it's Nanette where Hannah Gatsby talks about how not really like a woman like right isn't that in one I of I don't those know about, what you're talking about <laughs> no 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 but like the point i'm making is that like you ever think about how some comedy isn't necessarily meant for you, mm. white guy? Yeah, yeah. In your 40s? Like, Hannah Gatsby is a fat, like, lesbian. Mm-hmm. Ever think about how, like, you as, like, a 40-year-old white man is maybe not, like... The target audience? Really- target audience for that like maybe you're not really supposed to connect on like a deep emotional humor level with like that and um yeah maybe that's not supposed to be like your jam because personally i found both douglas and nanette um well i found nanette like emotionally very funny but also emotionally devastating Mm -hmm. but like hilarious they were both very very funny Mm-hmm. And when people are like, I didn't think they were funny. I'm like, did we watch the same thing? Like, anyway, that just got under my skin where I was like, maybe you're not the fucking target demographic, asshole. This is not at all related, but also kind of related. Do you ever think about the things that are very strange that you find funny that other people, like people you know who have similar senses of humor as you, like don't find funny? Elaborate. Um, for instance, my whole family is obsessed with the um, bad limp sync rockin' and rolling Yoda video. My sister's fiance doesn't get it. She's just like, it's not funny. I don't understand why you guys are on the Uh-oh, floor crying I can't hear laughing. You. Oh, no, Uh-oh. you're back. Okay, hang on. No, 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 I can hear you now. Wait. Hello? No, you're good. Okay. Um, Wait, we're like, which... The bad, wait, what are you talking the about? The bad lip sync rocking and rolling Yoda video. Oh, the, the like. Oh. That's my, oh. my impression of the bad lip sync rocking no, and rolling No, I know what you're talking. Is it, is it the bad lip reading video? That's what it is. Bad lip reading rocking and With rolling With the seagulls? Yoda. Yeah. 
It's fine. Yeah, see, it's not for everybody. My sister and I will be on the floor crying. Wait, are, I don't know if we're talking about the... Hang on. <laughs> no, wait. Do you find it funny? Hang on. I don't know what to... I don't know how to do... I think it's good. Me and my parents and my sister all just think it's really, really, really funny. I don't... I I don't... I have not watched it in ages. I will update you after this and or like, see um, how I... Do you remember that video? Probably not, because you're not in my immediate family. Sorry, do you want to know what my favorite video on the internet is? Absolutely. It's the best... It's the best video on the internet, and I've played it for some people, and they've been like, this is fine. It's the, it's the, and then we're going to interview Eric Weihenmayer, who climbed the tallest mountain in the world, Mount Everest, but he's gay. Gay, excuse me, he's blind. Yes, that's a good one. I think that's the funniest video on the internet, and I've played it for people, and they're like, so she, like, said the wrong word, and I'm like, but, but how do you get gay? But how do you get gay but and blind he's mixed gay. up? How do you get those two mixed up? I'm sorry. It's it that video every time I see it is like oh my god, it's so funny. Exactly. It makes it's so funny. Um, or like what was the other um I made <laughs> sorry, you watch this on I the fourth of July. The the college humor all about Grant Anthony O'Brien. <laughs> Yeah, that's really funny. I show it to people and I'm like crying, laughing, and they're like, they're like making fun of this guy. The one that comes to mind right now, only because I somehow pulled up YouTube, is um, the, and Brian David Gilbert's face is right here, is the the BDG um, <laughs> greatest comeback ever. <laughs> Which I'm not going to do because it's, I don't know if you like this podcast. Just go Google. Just go Brian watch David. all of the videos on Brian David Gilbert's YouTube channel. <laughs> Not all of them. It'll Some be them worth your long. time. <laughs> um. Oh God. The. The. This I, middle the, bit has gone on teach- for a while. <laughs> I know the teaching Jake about the the camcorder video was. So weird. And the surrealist horror one? Uh-huh. I love that one. It was very good. I love his weird horror stuff that he's been doing recently. It's very interesting. Um, um, there's also the how I made this much money working at home. <laughs> By my bed. By my bed. By I, my I bed. think my favorite is the siblings song. Mm. Accurate mm-hmm. is what it is. It's sorry. It's called Best Comeback Ever, and I'm um, going to watch it right now. Um, shall we talk yes. about some fat bears? <laughs> yes, I just sorry. I just think Best Comeback Ever is really funny. It's yeah. really funny. Okay, so some fat some fat bears. So let's meet the bears of this. Voting, by the way, starts. Oh shit! Unless you're going to get this episode up tomorrow. Oh, I am not getting this episode up in time. Rip. So voting has already begun. Um, yeah, by the, the time this goes up, voting will have already begun. We are recording it on the 28th, and the voting starts on the 29th. Voting closes on October 5th. So yeah. just 
be aware, this episode will be up before October 5th. I certainly hope so. If all goes according, if all goes according to can. Oh boy. I'm struggling with the words. (laughs) That's fine. When when is this episode going to? Theoretically, October 2nd. That's Saturday, right? Yeah. I mean, you could get it out on the Friday. Even better, because then people would be able to vote in this Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. They'd only miss um, two days of the Fat Bear. I will certainly try to get it up soon, but... Well, our last episode went up, so people will know. People should know about Fat Bear Week. Yeah. They'll, they'll know. Our last episode so, is up. It's up. Today. Yeah. Okay. Well, last so night we, I posted it. I don't know if it went up. Anyway. So we've got some we've got some of the usual bears this year. Um, Tell us about how the bears get their names. Well, I'm gonna go through the bears from last year, mm-hmm. uh, or not the bears from last year, the bears from this year, and then we can talk about the ones that have, um, the the ones that have their their names posted on the wiki. We'll talk mm-hmm. about. Um, we'll talk about it. Hang on. I got something loading up on my page. Okay. So the bears that are available and around, we have my, one of my personal favorites, um, and who personally, I think he deserves a win. I think he deserves a W in his book. Um, 32 chunk. Mm. Chunk's a good one. Um, Chunk is a good boy. Um, let's see if he is on the the thing of how he got his name. He is not. They have not decided how he got his name. Nobody has updated this in a while, I think. It would be my mm. guess. 32 Chunk, so we can read his biography. He was first identified in 2007 as an independent, chunky-looking, two-and-a-half-year-old bear. Me too. Uh, Since then, he's grown to become one of the largest at Brooks River. He is estimated to weigh, holy shit, more than 1,200 pounds in September of 2020. Chunk ranks among the most dominant bears at Brooks River. Good boy. He may wait patiently to scavenge leftover salmon or... um, or even play with other bears. Oh. These are two uncommon behaviors for a dominant bear to display. Due to his size and strength, Chunk is poised to take advantage of opportunities not available to most other bears. Yet, it is only by observing his full range of behaviors that we can see a true sense of his individuality. What a good boy. He's a very round brown boy he has a distinctive scar across his muzzle yeah he's so cute love him he has been around the block he's been in competitions before and um really hope he wins really i really want this boy to i really want this boy to win i think he deserves it our next bear is number one 128 
Grazer, who I believe has a bio in here. Um, Grazer, 128. 128 Grazer. She was given her name by the Bear Monitor before Ranger Lisa Skorka. Skorka. There we go. Because she's constantly observed grazing as a sub-adult. It was a nickname the former bear monitor used to help her remember the bear. And she never realized that the name would become so widely used as it was assigned before the bear cams came into existence. So that's 128 Grazer, who I believe has won before, maybe? Cannot remember. Mm. Um, I'm trying to remember and I cannot. She has blonde ears and she's one of the fattest bears to utilize the Brooks River. In 2021, she returned to the river with two yearling cubs. Uh, and she was introduced to the brook as a young cub to the river. Brooks, Brooks River is confusing because a brook is a type of stream. And that mm. hurts my brain. Um, she was introduced to the river in 2005, which is a long time ago. 16 years. Yeah, she's 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 a she's a fierce, fierce and longstanding competitor. Yes, she preemptively um, confronts and attacks much larger bears. Good for her. Um, One thirty one. Let me check on my sources and see if 131 has been in the competition before it looks like this is 131's first year he was not in the competition last year and that would make sense as 131 is a sub-adult a teenager who's one of the blondest bears at the brooks river tan her claws have are dark with tan colored tips. She got frosted tips. Good for Rad. her. Born in 2018, 131 is a young bear who has only recent be- recently begun life on her own. She's striking out there. She's she's a strong, independent teenager. She's good for her. Um, sub-adults rank at the bottom of the bear hierarchy. That sucks. Um, They're frequently displaced from productive fishing spots or prevented from accessing them by the presence of larger bears. Without easy access to salmon in the early summer, 131 was forced to adapt and search for alternative food such as small mammals and vegetation. While I am a big bear, I am also a small mammal. Um, She continues to grow and gain skills. 131 seems to be well poised to use the lessons she learned with her mother to pick up some new tricks of her own to survive. Good for her. So, okay. And now we have come to possibly the cutest competitor in the whole ring. Oh. This was the winner. This was the, he was the winner. She was the winner. I don't know. Um, they. This bear was the winner of the junior, of, of Fat Bear Junior, and it is 132's spring cub, who is, get ready for this, nine months old. Oh my goodness! 
with a short muzzle and shaggy brown hair. Oh my goodness, this look how round. So round is one of two surviving members of a litter of three cubs that arrived with their mother at the Brooks River in early July. Bear 132 is an experienced mother who has used the Brooks River every year since 2009, perhaps to provide her cubs with a greater level of security. 132 rarely ventured in the vicinity of Brooks of the Brooks Fall this summer. She and her cubs fished areas farther downstream. Mm. The family also encountered people at Brooks Lodge when they sometimes ventured near buildings. Mm. Anyway, this cub at birth, like many, um, began hibernation. Oh, sorry. Spring cubs. A spring cubs weighs about, do you want to guess how much they weigh at birth? I'm looking at the website, so I already know the answer. Fuck you. Sorry. Well, they weigh about, they weigh about one pound. I wanted to look at the bears. He's, he's really, really round. He weighs about one pound at birth. Yet, cubs like 132 may begin hibernation with more than 70 pounds. That's um, 32 kilograms. Mm. Um, the This cub of the year is poised to gain more body mass over the next few weeks. Good for him. Um, next up, we have a classic, a classic dumpster dump truck of a man um 151 walker who i believe we have some information about his name 151 walker got his name from his dark eye rings that uh remain reminded people of a zombie same anyway so he's a large adult male and has a long tapering muzzle and widely spaced upright ears. In the summer, he has prominent dark eye rings, and in the late summer, his fur is dark brown. Um, and currently, as of September 13th, 2021, he has possibly got the biggest, just like roundest, fattest ass of any bear I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> I think Walker was the one with the dump truck ass last year, too. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I think you're correct. If I haven't gone back and listened to our Fat Bear Week episode from last year, but I think you're correct about him Mm. being the dumb. It was either him or Chunk, and I can't remember, but I think it was Walker last year who just has the absolute dumpest of trucks Mm. in the bit. He's got some junk in the trunk, and you know what? Good for him. Um... Walker was estimated to weigh about a thousand pounds in September of 2020. Fuck, man. But appears to be even larger this year. I think he's bigger. He's a big boy. Good for him. Here is 402, who I think, let me see, let me double check, let me double check, has 402 has in fact appeared in competition before. We have seen her before. Um, she's one of the largest adult females at the Brooks River. Good for um, her. During years when she is not caring for her cubs, she's also quite fat in late summer and fall. Is she um, pregnant? Right now? I yeah. don't know. I can't tell. I don't know. <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> How am I supposed to know? I'm not a 
bear scientist. Her, does her bio say? Um. Oh wait, I gotta see if um if they have anything about her name. Four o two. Well, her she's just four o two. So I doubt they have anything about. Okay. Um. Well, she wouldn't be pregnant now. She would have been pregnant earlier. But well, actually, when, when do you become when... pregnant with spring cubs? In the, I assume they're called spring cubs because you have them in the spring. Yeah, but how long are bears pregnant? Uh, let me. I can't believe I'm about to look up when do bears get pregnant. How how long are bears pregnant? When do grizzly bears get? When do grizzly bears get pregnant? Female grizzly bears enter hibernation. The embryo implants in her uterus and begins gestation in January or February. Female grizzly bears give birth to one or two cubs, usually two. The female will carry her young into the den until September and then finally step out into the world. There you go. That's from the National Wildlife Foundation. They're grizzly bears, right? Mm-hmm. Grizzly bears are pregnant for 180 to 250 days. They usually mate between May and July. So, yeah, they're probably pregnant <laughs> going into the fall. But female body delays implantation of their eggs in the uterus until October or November. Mm. There you have it. So I guess if she was pregnant, she would be pregnant right now. But again, I am no bear scientist, so I would not know. They do not say if she is pregnant. Mm-hmm. Although having looked on some of these profiles, there are pictures of the bears copulating on some of these bear profiles, which um, I'm sorry I had to tell you that, but I had to see it earlier today when I was scrolling through the profile of, of um, Beadnose. And so you had to see it. You're, you had to hear about it. Because I had to see on it. On the Meet the Bears page? On the Meet the Bears page. I don't not on see the Meet that. The Bears, not on the Meet the Bears page, on the uh, wiki. Ah, uh, oh, I forgot you were on the wiki. I was on the wiki earlier. I'm on the Meet the Bears page. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm on the Meet the Bears page right now, but I was on the wiki earlier. Um, 435 Holly, a One champion. of my favorites. She looks fucking built this year. She doesn't look that. She, she looks she looks swole. She looks like she's been going to the gym and drinking like creatine. Like <laughs> she looks like she, a wolf. Like a really buff wolf. Like she looks like stacked. Like this is not like she is probably very fat under there, but she also looks like built, you know? Most like, of these bears, is... they look like big, soft, round friends. She looks like she's ready to join the MMA. Like, you know that TikTok sound? WWE like, I don't want... Holly. That's like, I don't want to be strong like man. I want to be strong like bitch who fight bears in the forest. This is the bear in the forest. <laughs> this is the bear in the forest. Um, She is a adult female with blonde ears blonde fur and pale tan colored claws by early autumn she is usually very fat with grizzled blonde fur and her appearance somewhat resembles the shape and color of a toasted marshmallow not this year (laughs) not 
something happened last year where she was like, I didn't win. I wasn't even in the top three. Ooh, I'm going to get fucking stacked. They should have a competition for most stacked, for fat, like, <laughs> buffest for stacked bear. Buffest bear. Buff bear week. <laughs> um, she's had um, many cubs before. Um, but she's not been without her challenges. One of her cubs is named Backpack. Backpack? Sorry, I'm reading ahead. That's fine. A bear known as 89 Backpack still uses Brooks River. That is so freaking cute. I can read about why Backpack was named Backpack. 89 Backpack got his name in 2006 when he was a spring cub from riding on Holly's back when he was a cub. The name stuck around and became an when he became an independent sub-adult. Oh. Good for him. Note. His leg injury was in 2007 when 89 was a yearling. Mm. Um Holly won in 2019. She's won a couple times, I think. Mm. And here Good we have, Holly. or maybe she's only won one. I know Bede knows won a, couple, a bunch of times. Here we have not a reigning champion, although he has been a reigning champion, 480 Otis. This I think I'm bear. voting for Otis this year. Um, he is not the fattest, but he has shown the most drastic weight gain. You can see he, his ribs in the before picture. And in the after picture, he is a circle. Listen, you you have, but you, you can't. I I don't know if I if I am this year because he's had so much. He's won so many times. He has, but he's so he's for, good at that weight gain. He eats a lot of fatty he is, salmon. He is very good at that weight gain. Four eighty Otis. Um, the origin of his name is unknown. Um, mysterious it is not recorded in the bear monitoring data database sometimes names are just given arbitrarily and ranger mike says that he would be willing to bet bet this is the case with otis someone just liked the name otis (laughs) i love it yep okay 480 otis a medium large adult with a blocky muzzle and a floppy right ear. He does have a floppy right ear. Um, they use the word grizzled a lot. Um, he is a patch of blonde fur on his right shoulder. He was six years old when he was first identified in 2001 and is now one of the older bears at Brooks River. He's an old man. He's a senior citizen. And he gained so much weight. He is really round. Um, he, as uh, bears age, they experience a variety of challenges, and Otis is no exception. In particular, he is missing two canine teeth, and many of his other teeth are greatly worn. Otis must also compete with younger and larger bears who want to access fishing spots. Otis is more likely to be displaced by these bears than he is to displace them. Although, uh, still, he recognizes that patience is a successful strategy. 
Otis rarely makes an effort to chase salmon like younger, more energetic bears. He wants uh, access to his preferred fishing spots becomes available, he takes advantage of the opportunity while expending little energy. While Otis occasionally appears to be napping or not paying attention, most of the time he's focused on the water and experiencing a relatively high salmon catch as a result. Otis returned to to Brooks River later than usual in 2021, yet quickly made up for lost time, utilizing his patience and mastery of fishing. It was the inaugural fat, he was the inaugural Fat Bear Tuesday champion in 2014 and the Fat Bear, Fat Bear Week champion in 2016 and 2017. Oh my God. He's won. Sorry, I just saw 503. Okay, 503. He big. Um, he fucking big. He's got the longest the, limbs. He's fucking big. He's like he's a bowling ball on stilts. He's huge. <laughs> he's huge. So him, okay, 503, and then I'll just say this really quickly. And and 812 are like, if you opened the dictionary to bear, mm-hmm. um, these are like the platonic ideal of bear. Like if you open the dic- dictionary to grizzly bear, this is the what picture. What was the other these one that you said? 812 all the way at the bottom. Oh, yeah. These are like the platonic I- ideals of bear. Like this is what you would see if you opened the dictionary to bear. If you Google um, image search bears. Well, you know why? Sorry, are we talking about 503? You know why these yeah. two are the platonic ideal of a bear? Because they're fat? They're brothers. No, oh, they're brothers. Nice. <laughs> bear 812 um, has grizzled brown fur. And oh, his mother. Ears. He closely Their mother resembles, is 402. Wow. My God. He closely resembles his older brother, 503. Oh, nice. 402 wow. is the one where we were speculating on whether or not she's pregnant right now. Um, her her children are uh, 503. I'm voting for 812 this year, at least in the beginning. I think 812... What a round boy. Or you know what? We have not talked about Popeye. I Popeye <laughs> kind of That's a me, bear. But I really, that's a fucking <laughs> bear. If you saw that bear coming at you down the street, you would be I would be scared like scared. If I saw that bear and I was in my car, I would be scared. <laughs> Listen, this bear is so big. Big. And he he's in he, his he has wary eyes. His name is Popeye because of his big forearms. Yeah. I don't know. I just think he's really I just like him a lot personally. I really enjoy him. I really enjoy Popeye. Um 747 last he, year's winner is next. 747 is also just fucking huge. Just a I really big don't know old, who I'm, so, so big the bracket bear. for this, the bracket for this year, um, oh my God, excuse me. Um, I have the bracket pulled up, um, 132, the cub, cub 132, um, 32 chunk, 
747 all get a buy. Mm. They all get the first round. They all get a first round buy. Um, but our first round of voting starts the 29th, and it is 435 Holly versus 128 Grazer, and um, 634 Popeye versus 154, 151 Walker. That's, that's going to be a, a hard one to a, vote. That's a tough matchup, because honestly, I love Walker. But... Do I want to... No, it's going to be really hard because then I'm going to have to pick between Chunk and Walker. And I do love Walker. I think I'm going to have to go with Walker, though. Me, personally. I need to look at side-by-side comparisons. You can look at a side-by-side comparison right now on the voting page. Oh, nice. It has their pictures up. I just think Walker is like a cuter bear to look at, personally. I love He's Walker so and his cute. dump truck ass. I might have to go with 634 because he might break into my apartment and murder me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you live on the other side of the country and you'll be fine. I was mostly you know kidding. who I think could st- you know who I think could steal the show though. Who? I think 132. I think 132's cub could steal the whole show. Mm. There's a cuteness factor that I don't think we've had to consider before. Yeah. Um, that I think really could make a difference in this game that we haven't that we haven't thought about before. Like how I've started talking about this, like it's fucking March Madness, and I'm a sportscaster. Yeah, <laughs> the the latest and greatest fat bear news. Um, but that's why they've made a bracket. You could yeah. fill in your bracket now. Um. But uh, seriously, Fat Bear Week is the best week of the year. Tell everybody you know about it. Talk about it. Go look at the um, bear cams. Also, you can pre-order a Fat Bear a, a Fat Bear Winter Calendar. Ooh! They make merch. There's a a Fat Bear Week shop. Fuck yeah! Um, where you can get the you can pre-order the winner you can pre you can pre-order the fat bear winner t-shirt and mug and calendar and the proceeds go to um the katmai national park nice they should team up with those uh places that make a stuffed animal of your pet and make like (gasps) 16 distinct bear stuffed animals (laughs) Or just one of the winner, honestly. Yeah. But wouldn't you love easier. to have a no, chunk or walker? A, I would pay for a, a 151 walker. I think it's walker. Honestly, I think it's walker's year. Look at him. Look at him this year. He's so big this year. He is. Um, so He's you have so heard the good news I'm about sorry, wait, I just, fat bears. On, I really want to plead 151 walker's case this year. Just... Do yourself a favor. Go look at this bear's Look at the bears and vote with your heart. Vote with your soul. Vote with your eyes and vote for the fattest bear. May the fattest bear win. No. May the bear with the biggest dump truck win. May the fattest bear win. May the bear with the biggest ass win. You have heard the good news about fat bears and baby bears. One other quick thing. (laughs) Hey, Lil Nas. Hey, Lil Nas X. Come on, our podcast. Come on, our 
podcast. Hey, come on our podcast. Come on our podcast. If you feel like it, come on our podcast. Uh, thank you so much he for didn't listening. Respond to my tweet. Wait, you have heard the good don't. news about mostly about bears, bears, but also <laughs> um, Dr. Fauci. And I think hey, that's when it. The time when the time comes, mm. make sure you get your Fauci ouchie round two. Yeah, get that booster. Get, also, make sure you're up to date on all of your vaccinations. Um, I recently found. Um, I saw um an old like U.S. vaccination card from like old olden times, and there was it's like smallpox, measles, the other the stuff that you get when you're a baby now. MMR. Yeah, but there was Measles, also a, like a there was also like a, a checkbox and it was like um, just like any of these vaccinations that you might also get. And one of them was just plague. We used to get vaccinated, not we, but like people used to get vaccinated for the plague. I don't know what plague it is, though. Is it the flu? Is it the Black Death? Hang Which on, plague? I'm Google what? What plague did people get vaccinated for? Um. Anyway, the bu- the blue the the blue blonic plague. Oh, bubonic. bubonic plague. I forgot about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm lucky because I can forget about that plague because you know we got rid of it because A of vaccines. Um, we, we don't have to worry about smallpox yeah. or the bubonic plague or really, in theory, polio. Even Thank you so much for listening. Polio in the United States is effectively eradicated, but officially it is not eradicated because mm. there are parts of the world where polio is still a problem. Yeah. Get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. Wear a mask. Mask. Um, don't go find somebody named Max. <laughs> wear a mask. Thank you so much for listening. I have been Dylan. I have been Sophia. Good night and good news. And I will catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.